0: Hey guys, it's Kat here from Integrated Movement. Today I want to talk to you about um, the right way to move or if there's a correct way to move. This is a question that's plagued therapists, trainers, and clients since the age of time. Actually, well, probably not that long. The evolution of health and movement is one to be admired in that we've gone from quadruped beings moving around on all fours to walking, running, to the bipedal masterpieces, I say that in quotations, um, to what we are now. We're at an interesting point in movement science. We've somewhat regressed in our ability to move. Um, While, yes, we're still bipedal, we're walking around, we have a lot of functions available to us, we no longer spend much of our time moving around in a variety of ways, and this is greatly impeding our health. Now we move from point A to B to C to D in condensed time frames. We're always rushing, we're always stressed about something, and we spend majority of our time between three different positions, or variations of three different positions, those being standing, seated, and lying down. The author of the book Sapiens, which I highly recommend reading, points out that the agriculture and industrial revolutions not only may have ended our movement ability, but also May have birthed the beginnings of various chronic illnesses and pain that affect us today. If you look at what the biggest threats to us as human beings, especially in North America, are, it is those chronic diseases, those health conditions that are bringing us down and plaguing our healthcare systems, both and our economy. For that reason, modern day practitioners have been preaching alignment for decades already, or certainly our posture and ability, and certainly our posture and ability to move has had a huge impact on our overall well-being. But some are now starting to bring up the point of, is there actually a perfect posture or a perfect alignment? Is there one best way to move? Is there one way to perfectly form that squat or move? The truth is, yes, there is good form and there is such a thing as good posture, but also it's relative. There is certainly a most efficient way to move. Um, In that we will put uh, the efficient way being we will put minimal stressors on our structure and expend the least amount of energy to create that movement. There is a general textbook answer to this optimal alignment question. But when we really look at humans, we're all different and it all has to be put in the frame of each individual case, and each individual person. It's common to hear practitioners saying that one of your legs is longer than the other. I hear this all the time from clients coming in that they've been told that they have one client that's longer than the other or, their pelvis, or that their pelvis is out of alignment, when the, often the truth is that some asymmetries in these areas are normal to a certain degree. If you have symptoms around those asymmetries, maybe not so normal. Maybe there's something else that's gone on to cause that red flag in our nervous system that's causing the pain or the symptoms. But just because you have an asymmetry doesn't mean that you have to have symptoms around it either. And that's more of a perception and a pain debate. We're all going to have one shoulder that's going to be slightly depressed based on our hand dominance. So for most people, I see their right shoulder is going to be a little bit more forward, a little bit more depressed in the scapula, because think about it, we spend most of our time using that hand out in front of us, writing, typing, texting. Um, it's going to be our driving, more dominant driving hand, so turning the steering wheel. Just in the sense that we use that arm more in the front of us and move it more to that way, our tissues develop that pattern. They're going to sit in that pattern more and more leading to that more forward depressed state in our right side or our dominant side we're all going to have slight differences in how our rib cage sits because of our anatomy the left side has less lung in it to account for because of the heart and this is going to cause a slight shift between left and right just in how the actual structure actually sits around the organs and the soft tissue and what we know now is that where the rib cage goes the hips and the pelvis are going to follow so Excuse me. If you're a little bit rotated on the right side because of that shoulder um, and then the rib cage is a little bit rotated to the right, um, forward to the right because of the differences in anatomy and maybe it's following the shoulder girdle a little bit, then it's going to be normal to have a little bit of rotation in the pelvis to the right side as well. Our body works in a chain-like system, so one link is always going to compensate for what's next above or below. And while many of these compensations cause other problems, not all asymmetries are going to equate to a negative outcome or be abnormal. Um, And this is where we have to get into the debate of um, somebody's mental state or mental health or perception, um, especially when the perception that an individual holds on pain, on stress, and on their systemic health. So I see a lot of people come in, especially with low back pain complaints or other chronic complaints, um... Based around pain, but when I look at their whole life, and they're they're highly stressed at work, they're going nonstop, they're not spending much time on taking care of their mental health or on their movement health or movement hygiene. Um, working like people often think that oh they're like, I don't work out so obviously I'm not healthy, but going to the gym and working out for an hour um, is great for some people, but most people do well with just adding movement in different areas of their day and that's going to really help to keep their perception in check and their whole health as a total which is going to affect their pain levels and their perception on pain the debates on all these things fuel many research articles and books already and this is something we'll definitely be discussing on this podcast quite a bit So when it really comes down to it, our movement is as unique as we are. And that's why having somebody who understands movement as a whole is really helpful to pinpoint whatever you're dealing with as a person. The majority of us are going to inherit similar postural dysfunctions from our parents and from those we spend the most time around. And what is the best way to move from one person to another may always not mirror what is best for another person down the road. We're designed to be adaptable beings and our posture should be just as adaptable to whatever situation we're in. And that makes sense if we spend most of our time sitting or in sedentary positions then obviously our posture is going to adapt to that, which is not how we're designed to be. And that's going to lead to all these other negative symptoms, whether it be chronic disease or pain or injury. Moving poorly in relation to your body specifically can create various cycles of degeneration, which will cause pain, which will cause less movement, causing more negative health outcomes. So it does become a little bit of a vicious cycle. That's why figuring out how you're supposed to move and getting somebody to help guide you through that is so, so important for long-term health. You can get enough movement, of course, but if you don't move well, you're actually going to do some harm to your body, which will result in less movement over time. And we see this all the time in arthritis patients, um, different degeneration conditions, tendinitis, that kind of thing that will, because of the pain, our body doesn't want to be in pain. So it'll cue you to stop doing whatever movement or stop moving altogether or whatever. Um, we're starting to see that change. I see that all the time now in patients where they seek out actual corrective Um, resources before they just decide to stop doing something that's a great way to go about it but still in our society a lot of people as soon as they experience pain or any sort of discomfort they will stop doing whatever they've been doing which isn't always and actually is rarely the answer with most clients um, the first step is going to be to assess how they move and from there we can build a foundation of efficient, efficient movement and then build their movement habits on top of that foundation So I'm never going to say that there's one right way to move. I can say that it's very rare to find somebody with obvious It's very rare to find somebody with obviously inefficient movement without some sort of history of pain around that inefficient movement. The thing about pain is that it may not even present as physical pain, right? So sometimes it'll present in the form of gastrointestinal issues or undue negative mental states. Um, Our structure and how we move and how we physically present ourselves will always also represent our internal framework. And that can also become a chicken or the egg scenario. Sometimes there's something going on internally that we aren't quite aware of, but it's manifesting as a physical problem. So that being, again, physical pain, somewhere in our joints, in our our soft tissue, um, but it's actually something in our gastrointestinal tract or our lungs or our liver that's going on, or vice versa. It It can work both ways. Routinely, I see, and we see clients all the time at Integrative that come in, to us at their wits end and they've come to us as a last resort. They've tried everything else and nothing has been working. And they're even hesitant to try one more thing, but they've ended up here and they're they're willing to let us do an assessment. They can't move enough because of pain or they've never really been taught healthy habits around their lifestyle. This is including a, inclusive of movement and nutritional practice as well as, as thought processes. And this is exactly what's plaguing our healthcare system today. And it's a message I keep putting out there to clients and peers, is that none of us, none of this is a difficult fix. It just requires some simple shifting, in in thoughts. So shifting from expecting a quick, cheap fix to spending some quality time, investing in our own health, and getting educated guidance. Just the other day, I was I was doing a phone consult with a client who had read an article that I wrote about foot pain and feet and getting her feet more active and she was very curious she'd been having ongoing issues with her feet pain bursitis and inflammation in in one of her arches Um, and she was a hiker so obviously this was of kind of grave importance to her to get her feet functioning properly so that she could continue on with her hiking season coming up and going through a phone call with her I kind of kind of assessed where she was at with what she had been doing Um, I got some pictures of her foot posture her posture in general her hip activation and uh, it sounded like it was a lot of a postural issue going on in that um, she had she stated that she had very high arches as she always had she'd been in orthotics since she was very young Um, I won't go off on that rant today but um she'd been in various stiff shoes higher or-, or orthotics to support the arches which tells me that her feet haven't worked in quite a while um which could definitely lead to some of that bursitis inflammation she was having in her foot. And then she was also saying that in the last few months she's had an onset of hip pain um which she's been getting treated for and it's not going away and that tells me there's a lot of things on that chain that aren't working. So if her hip isn't working properly or stabilizing properly then um our whole lower body movement is not going to be where it needs to be and that's going to put a lot of pressure on certain areas of the feet. So for her it was manifesting in this inflammation in the arch of her foot. Um, but as I went through this conversation with her, she kept saying, well, she's like, well, what can I do to fix this right away? And, and my response was always, well, it's not going to be an immediate fix. We have to take you through these exercises. We have to get you activating properly. And yes, that isn't necessarily a hard fix. It just requires daily effort. And my daily effort, I mean, 10 minutes to 30 minutes a day of, of bringing your awareness to certain things in your body. And uh, she kept, she just kept coming back to the point, well, isn't there just a, a good shoe that I can get or isn't there this? And and um, in the end, we we had a long discussion about how all the things she's tried in the past have been very quick fixes and it keeps le- leading her back to this point, but with worsening, worsening symptoms. And that's something I think a lot of people don't take into account is the more we try and band-aid something, the more we try and patch it up, the worse and worse the actual problem is going to get over time. And our body is smart. Our brains are smart. They're, they're always going to find a way to tell us that something is wrong. And if we don't listen, they're going to start getting louder and louder. And I'm sure we've all had this experience where something, um, some sort of little nagging issue has has just spiraled out of control before we even knew it because we just kept patchworking over. We kept putting a mask on it, putting a, a damper on it, saying, we'll get to you later, or I don't want to deal with this, or... Um, covering up the symptoms until all of a sudden we couldn't cover up the symptoms anymore. And that's something I really try and get across to all all our patients. So while there isn't one specific way I'm going to tell every person to move, there are general guidelines and, and ways to assess movement as a whole and quality as a whole, and then lifestyle as a whole, which usually led us back to correcting the actual problem. So I highly recommend if you're having an issue somewhere in your movement, Uh, an area of pain, even if it's just a small amount of pain or discomfort that doesn't feel like a normal part of progress, you should get that checked out by somebody who knows how to properly assess movement and properly give guidance and advice on correcting that movement. Um, Or even if it's a a thought process that you're having or a block that you're not getting through, whether in work, in life, or in a workout or um, a movement that you're trying to do, there's something going on there that sometimes we can't always get over these hurdles on our own. It does take an outside pair of eyes looking in on our situation to help us get through it. I recommend getting, getting some advice on that sense. That's the discussion today on what the correct way to move is. If you have any questions, you can find us on Instagram at Integrative Movement, or you can send us an email at Katma Training, K A T M A H Training at gmail.com. We're always happy to answer questions and have discussions on topics like this. Thanks for listening.